that tonight. We are talking about generosity. Talking about generosity. And um, last week we introduced the whole idea of generosity. And, 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 and we talked about that the origin of generosity doesn't come from inside of us. Like, we are not by nature generous people. We don't wake up and naturally think about, well, how can I be generous to other people? We're actually the opposite. We're, we're actually very selfish. We're very self-centered. Um, you know, we have to learn generosity. But the origin of generosity is actually our God, our Heavenly Father, who gives to us generously. And um, just a reminder on Father's Day how, how generous God is, which was amazing. Today we're going to be talking about time. Let me ask you, if, if someone was to say to you, I'm going to deposit a million dollars, I'm going to deposit a million dollars into your bank account every morning when you wake up, you go, you, you get on your phone, you go, bang, a million dollars. And you can do whatever you want with that million dollars. It's up to you. You can use that million dollars, but there's a catch. And the catch is when you go to sleep at night, whatever is left in your bank account disappears. Right? So in the morning, you have a million dollars, and then if you don't use it, it's just gone. Right? How would we go about using that money? We would go crazy. Right? If you, you know. We would go nuts if, if you had that in your bank account and you knew that if you didn't use it, that actually you would lose it, we would do whatever we could to use that money. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen because that's not going to happen. But actually, this happens to us not with money, but it happens to us with time. Every morning we wake up and we're given this gift of time. Every morning. And you have the whole day. You have the whole day to use your time in whatever way you feel fit right. And then when you go to sleep at night, it doesn't matter what you did with that time, it's gone. You know, God gives us this time to make use of, and, and whatever time we don't use, we forfeit. You know, time, time does not come back. It's not like money where you lose some money, you go, oh, you know, I can, I can earn some money back, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just sort of work harder and, you know, go work an extra if, if the time is gone, it's gone. Like this moment, you know, the, the 9th of September, 2018, you know, 5.58 p.m., whatever second it is, after a minute, it's gone. It will never come back. That's how, that's how time works. It's an amazing gift. But so many of us, we don't know what to do with it. We don't know how to approach time. Either we, we become overprotective of our time or we become wasteful of our time. 
And I'm not here to tell you what I think or how, how I think you should be using your time. Like, if that was the case, like, we can have a coffee and, and you know, like, it's got nothing to do. What, what I want to do is I want to introduce to you what the Bible tells us about time, about what God says about time. It said, I'm not, I'm not interested in my own opinion. But we need to understand what God is telling us about time. Okay, and I believe that there's, there's three principles that, that the Bible teaches us about time, about what time is. Okay? The first one is this, and this is, I, I, I was thinking about this, and I was like, if you're taking notes, I've put in a lot of bullet points just for you today. But I realized that our church is not a, a generally note-taking church, only apart from the really blessed holy people. But if you don't take notes, then, you know, you'll most likely forget it anyway but you can listen to it on the podcast. The first one is, is what does God say about time? Time is a gift. Everyone say gift. We're talking about generosity. The first thing we need to understand about time is that it is a gift from God. We take time for granted because we think that, you know, you wake up and time is there and, you, and you know, you go to sleep and tomorrow morning the time will be there. And, you know, I've got all the time in the world. But what we need to understand is that time itself is a gift given to you by God. Let's be really clear here. Nobody turned up and decided, today I will live my 24 hours. No one created time. No one decides how many seconds in a minute and minutes in an hour. No, no, we were given that to us as a gift. We are created beings. Genesis 2, 7, then the Lord God formed a man from what? From the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. See, all the time that we have, all the time, whether we're awake or asleep, whether we're working or resting, was given to us by God. And not just forced upon us, but you've got to understand, He's given it to us as a gift. A gift. That's why it's so important. Why is this important for us to understand? Why do we need to understand that, that time is not created in, our, in ourselves and, and given to us by God? It's because if, if God has given it to you as a gift, then we have no place to do whatever we want with it for ourselves. There is no place for us to feel entitled to be selfish or greedy with our time if we truly understand that it is a gift given to us by God. So the first thing that we need to understand is time is a gift. Second thing is time is limited. Everyone say limited. Psalm 39, 4-5 reads this, You have made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you, each man's life is but a breath. James 4.14 reads, What is life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. This is what the Bible says about time. The one thing that is certain in all of our lives is that one day it will end. 
the Bible clearly tells us that life is short. Time is limited. You know what they say, right? When you're in your teens, life goes at, you know, 10 kilometers an hour. And when you get to your 20s, it starts to go 20 kilometers an hour. And when it starts to get into your 30s, it starts to go 30 kilometers an hour, 40 kilometers an hour, 50. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand this, right? And, you know, being, you know, uh, you know, when you're a teenager, you don't think about that. You think, when you're a teenager, you think that life is the slowest thing in the world. Because all you're thinking about is the future. And I want to do this and I want to be older and, I want, you know, I want to grow up and I want to be a Toys R Us kid. And, you know, I want you to do all these things. And then you get to your 20s, and then you get to your 30s, and then you get to 40s. And then you, you, you talk to people in their 60s and their 70s, and, and, and they, they just think about what was. Why life just goes so quick. You know, when you become parents, you see that. You know, like, my life, it's like, oh, just sort of nice little slow trajectory. And then you see your kids, and you realize, man, like, it goes real quick. Life, this is what it says. Psalmist says, life is like a breath. And, and, and a breath is not like some kind of like metaphor, you know, metaphor. It's this. That's a breath. That's what our life is. James says it's like a mist. It's like the wind. Gone. That's what life is. Life is limited. But the third principle that we need to understand from the Bible that, that teaches about time is, is time has a purpose. Everyone say purpose. Okay, well, we're getting there. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 11. There is a time for everything. Everyone say everything. A season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. Now, there's a famous piece of the Bible. It talks about time. What's he saying? What does this say? It means that every piece of time that we have has a purpose. Nowhere in that passage is there, it says that, and a time to just, I don't know. <laughs> Everything that is mentioned are different areas of our lives or different seasons that we go through. There's a purpose. There's a purpose in the way that we're meant to live our lives. We're meant to go through the seasons of our lives. There's a reason for the way you're meant to use your time. There's a reason for what you choose to invest your time into. Waking up with no purpose is what we would call a complete waste. The Bible is clear there is a purpose. So, three principles the Bible teaches us that time is a gift from God, that time is limited, and that time must have a purpose. 
If we fail to understand this, then we will most likely just let time go by. See, time doesn't stop for anybody. Wait a minute, I don't understand what I want. You know, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Time, pause. Let me just work this out for a bit so I don't waste time. And then once I've worked it out, then time can continue. No, time just goes on and on and on and on and on. Stops for nobody. Whether you use it or not, one day you look back and you'll think to yourself, where did the time go? So if this is what the Bible teaches us about time, how should we be approaching our time? Okay, if we really understand that this is the, what the Bible teaches us, that time is a gift, time is limited, but also time has a purpose, well, how should we be using our time? And these are some a uh, little bit more practical ways uh, that can help you to, uh, to, to guide you in the way that you use and spend and invest your time. Here's the beauty about time. Everyone has the same amount of it. No one has more than 24 hours a day, right? And parents will go, oh, you know what? Like, you know, we have less time because, uh, you know, we're, we, we, don't, we don't sleep enough. You know? But, you know, I, 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 we have like young 20-year-olds that sleep less than parents for different reasons, right? Everyone has the same amount of time. But everyone has a choice, on how you use, how you spend, what you choose to invest into. And hopefully, you will, uh, you know, after today, be able to use the gift of time in a way that God is honored. So here are just six concepts. Hopefully, will help you to better use your time. Number one, be grateful. I know that it's sort of not, Usually the first thing, right? If you go see a life coach, you know, and talk about time, what do they say? Maximize your time. You know, don't waste your time. Actually, I think the first biblical concept that we need to understand about time is you need to be, we need to learn to be grateful. If we can't put ourselves in the right framework and understand that everything that we have, next week we're going to talk about treasures, the week after we're going to talk about talents, and the applications are going to be similar. The first one is always going to be be grateful. Because the first point that we need to understand about our time, treasures, and and, and talents, and anything that we have is that it's not ours. We didn't wake up and go, you know what, I'm going to give myself 24 hours in a day. You know, we didn't, we didn't wake up and go, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to support myself and, and work hard and everything that I have is because of me. You know, I, I suddenly have these amazing skills and talents and gifts that are, no, 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 no. You have been given this. And in terms of time, each and every one of us has been given time. It's not from you. So our first point of, of, of application with, with time is that we actually need to learn to be grateful. Because it's a gift. But we don't. And here's the problem. Not many of us, hardly any of us actually, are actually grateful for the things that we have because we don't recognize that it was given to us. How many of us wake up? How many of us wake up in the morning 
right? And really, the first thing that you do is that you give thanks to God because you are alive. Hardly any. Do you know why? Because somewhere down the line, it's like our right to be alive. You know, it's like we're entitled, you know, to get to 80, 90, 100 years. You know, like we, we take this for granted. Isn't that the truth? But how many of us can guarantee that when you go to sleep tonight, that tomorrow morning, that you're going to be awake? Who can control that in our world? The answer is no one but God. What you have today in terms of your time is what God has given to you. The Lord give and the Lord can take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Give God thanks for what you have. You are on God's timeline, not God is on yours. How many of us put God in our schedules? And when we do, he's not even the priority. He gets like the crumbs of whatever's left over, right? That's not honoring God with our time. That's not being grateful for the gift that he's given to you. Too many times, we just live as if we are creator God ourselves. That we don't have to give thanks to anyone else because it's just about us. We use our time as if God doesn't exist. We, we, we forget to acknowledge the giver of the gift, and we just take it for granted. Psalm 90, the psalmist says this, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Gain a heart of wisdom. To know the first point is for us to understand that our time is not our own. It's not given, it's not created by, it's given to us. Bring God back into the picture by starting with gratitude. Second thing is this, see the bigger picture. See the bigger picture. When we allow God back into the picture, we are reminded that life is short and it's precious. Only when we, so many times what happens is we just get busy with our life and we become very narrow viewed and we just become very one dimensional and it's all about, okay, well this week, well I got to go to work, nine to five and then after that, you know, I'm going to go and have dinner and then I need to go to Woolworths or, you know, you know and, and we have this list of just being a one dimensional person but I believe that the, uh, our God wants us to have a bigger view about life. Why? Because our purpose is not just to run the rat race. It's not just to live a 24-7 life. There's a greater purpose for you. We were not created for the sake of just existing in the structures and systems of this world. God created each and every one of us for so much more. And you might be a student now, and you're like, well, I don't know. What, 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 you know, God has given you the opportunity to study, not so that you can just get a degree, but something so much more. God's given you the job that you're working in right now, not just for the dollars and cents that you put into your back pocket, but for so much more. 
I promise you, God did not create you to just live a happy and merry life, to build up your own portfolio, have a great education, have a great job, a great marriage, retire early, play golf, and then die. God did not create you for that. This life we have is short. So we need to keep in mind at all times the bigger picture, which is what? That we exist for the purposes of why we were created. You don't exist just for the sake of it. You exist with the purpose that you were created for. And that purpose comes from God and God alone. The Bible tells us that that purpose is for His glory. That's what the verse up there says, 1 Corinthians 10, 30, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. The reason of our existence is for God and His purposes and not your own. It's not about what can I do with my time that benefits me, but the question we need to be asking is what can I do with my time that has been given to me for the sake of God? How can I be generous with the gift that was so generously given to me for the sake of the giver? That's why we need to understand and see the bigger picture. Number three, don't waste the gift. Just like you wouldn't let the million dollars in your bank account go to waste, don't waste the gift of time that is given to you by God. You know, I know for so many of us, we feel invincible. You know, for the majority of us, we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. We just think life will go on. You know, we just think, you know, ah, if I don't do it tomorrow, you know, there'll be another day. Or if I don't do it then, then there'll be another week. Or I'll do it in the next month. Or I'll do it in the next year. How many of us can guarantee that you can't? People say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it when I have time. And yet we bank it on a promise that we can't control. What's an example of wasting our time? Being lazy. Proverbs 6.10 reads this, A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of our hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. God did not create us to be lazy. God created us to be creative, to work hard. Ephesians 5.15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. What's the opportunity that you and I are called to make the most of? It's called today. What will you do with today? Don't waste the gift. Number four, be intentional. I could read Ecclesiastes 3 all over again. You know, there is a time for everything. And there is. There is a time for everything. You know what? There is a time to just sit on the beach and rest. There is. 
God's not having a go at you for resting, but are you intentionally taking that time to rest, to re-energize, to enjoy God's creation, or are you just too lazy to go to work and you just sort of rolled out of bed and landed on the beach? There has to be a reason. You know, nobody wakes up, walks out the door, and the right thing at the right time just happens. No, we need to be intentional. We need to be intentional. And this means you need to know what season you're going through. How do you know what season you're going through? How do you know where, where you should be intentionally spending your time? Well, you've got to ask God. Because God knows. We need to know where our time is going so that we don't waste it. Now, as said, a, 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 a debate about, about this is about how we rest. You know, is sitting at home and watching Korean dramas, you know, for a few nights a week, you know, is that sinful? Is that a waste of time? And I I would say, if you didn't think about it, yeah, maybe. But if that is a part of your week that you rest and you get to just chill out and you get to, you know, defrag your mind, then that is a wonderful way to do it. I'm going to let you know on Sunday nights. You know, after church is finished, you know, church is, Sunday's a long day for me. And, you know, like, like most of us, you know, I go to work Monday morning too. You know, I have to, you know, get the kids ready and go. So on Sunday nights, I intentionally take one hour and about 20 minutes to sit in front of my TV and watch Mr. Sunshine, which is a Korean drama on Netflix, which is fantastic, by the way. It's very fun. I'm just saying. You know, people are like, how can, I, how, can, how can you, a pastor, watch, you know, Korean drama, waste your time on that? And I'm like, no, no, that's not wasting my time. I'm learning. You know, it's educational. You know, for me, that is a time where I get to wind down. I get to just reflect on what's going on in the day. It's an important time. I'm being intentional with my time. I play golf. Not very often, but I do once in a while. But there's no reason why I would play golf just for the sake of playing golf. I'm either playing golf because I'm catching up with a friend and, I, and I'm you know, properly trying to catch up with them and, you know, we need four hours out on the golf course in the beautiful sunny weather to catch up. You know, there's reasons why. Like, if you wake up and you're like, I have nothing to do today, I'm going to go play golf. I, I would say, uh, you know, were you really intentional about that? You know, I know guys here who game all night. And that's fine. I'm not judging you because I'm sure you've thought about this. You know, you've thought, you know, I, I enjoy it. This is my leisure time. This is I'm going to just chill out. You know, uh, you know, not to be stereotypical, but women shop. You know, there are times where I think that that's a waste of time. But, you know, my wife tells me, continues to tell me and continues to teach me that actually shopping is also therapeutic for the heart and the mind. And, you know, there's a whole science behind it. I'm like, okay, happy wife, happy life. So I just allow that. I'm being intentional. If you've got a reason why you spend your time, that's the important. Now, if you don't know why you're spending your time like that, then I would question whether you're being intentional. Number five, invest your time into what God wants. It's a gift given to you by God for the sake of His glory. Invest it into what He wants. Now, how do we know what God wants? All right, well, let me just start with the two most obvious 
commandments and the commission, right? The great commandment tells us to love God and love people. The great commission tells us to go make disciples of all nations. Now, just even in those two verses, those two commandments, we know what God wants. God wants us to spend some time loving Him. And God wants us to spend some time loving others. All right, that's where we need to be investing our time into. And then God says, go and make disciples of all nations. Okay, well, I'm going to go and invest some time into making disciples. Now, here's the funny part, right? How many of us go, yeah, God's so important and God, you know, you're so important to me and I'm going to live for you, I'm going to follow you. And, and yet we, we don't give God any of our time. We don't give any of our time. And the time that we give usually is because it was a little bit left over. You know, we're so... We're so savvy in, in the way we use our time for ourselves. You know, we will schedule in hour to hour. You know, we'll put in exercise and we'll put in hanging out with our friends and we'll put in like, you know, just chill time. But how many of us are intentionally putting time and investing time into the things that God wants first, not leftovers? I think that's one of our greatest challenges in our busy world is to lay down our desires of what we want, whether that be to play or to work or to earn money or to build kingdoms or to travel, to lay that down and start with the question, God, what do you want with my time? What do you want with the time that you have given to me? When's the last time you even asked yourself the question, how does God want me to use this time? That might be the starting point for tonight. And finally... Be generous. Be generous with your time. God was not stingy in giving us the gift of time, and we should not be stingy in giving others our time. 2 Corinthians 9.67, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided, right? Be intentional in your heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. What's the Bible telling us? If you are generous with your time, you will receive generosity. If you are stingy with your time, then you will receive nothing. what it says spiritual principle right there god wants us to be generous with our time the irony of the situation is that the more we try to control our own time the more entitled we believe that we are the less we rely on god i don't know about you but i would rather be in a situation where I trust and let God decide how much time I have on this earth rather than me trying to run around and try to micromanage my time. I would rather my life in the hands of the creator of the universe that already knows my future, that can move mountains, he can divide the oceans, he can change life and existence because he created i would rather trust my life in his hands than try to make something out of it in my own hands be generous with your time 
Don't be so busy that you don't have time for God. Don't be so busy that you don't have time for others. Don't be so busy that you miss the important things in your life, chasing some kind of pipe dream, some kind of vision that the world has given you, you know, like, you know, 2.8 kids and, you know, and a mansion, you know, like if you want to buy a house in Sydney, you know, kind of good luck, right? Like the million, you know, you need a million bucks. You know, the sad reality is, but most of us are going to chase that dream. And most of us are going to forget God along the way. Now, I'm saying I'd, I'm going to trust God to give me the million-dollar house rather than me try to work and earn it. Don't be so busy with your time that you forget to be grateful to God who gave it to you. Don't take it for granted. Don't take God for granted. Time is a precious gift. But remember, it is God who is the giver of this gift. Let's be good with our time. Let's honor God with our time. Let's not waste our time. Use it for His purposes. And I promise you, all the insecurities that you have, all the things you're like, well, I don't have time to do this and I want to achieve this. Trust God. He's the one that gave you life. He'll take care of you. Amen? All right, let's pray.